I work in HR. Human resources. A necessary evil? Maybe. A nonstop source of professional entertainment? Almost definitely. I've been working in HR the last four years, and I still have to remind myself sometimes that I'm HR. On a few occasions, I'll be in a meeting where someone says, HR has come to this meeting, and I'll look around, where? Just to remember that, oh, that's me. I'm HR. HR is one of the few departments in an organization where an individual is also the whole. HR is here, in many cases, means one representative from HR is present. It's a big responsibility. It's also kind of badass. I'm HR, meaning I'm noticed, revered, sometimes even feared for my title alone. I sometimes feel like Bowser from Super Mario. There's nowhere for Bowser to hide. He's enormous and bright yellow. If I'm in the room, people know I'm there. It's like, is there a doctor on this plane? But instead it's, is there an HR professional here? And I have to raise my hand. Kind of like when you realize you're the adult in the room. A very scary feeling. Unfortunately, HR is the butt of so many jokes. Toby Flunderson from The Office may be the saddest and most hilarious fictional representatives of this career. Come on, Michael, you're you're interrupting. You're kidding me! God! You say Rayon is silent but deadly, and then you expect me not to make farting noises with my mouth? What is this? Please sit down. You know what? We're not going to die of Rayon. We're going to die of boredom. Yeah. (laughs) Right? And if I had a gun with two bullets and I was in a room with Hitler, Bin Laden, and Toby, I would shoot Toby twice. No. Okay. You were being really funny and then you went too far. I would kill Bin Laden and then Toby. No, that's still... I'm Danielle and you're listening to This Is Not The Prologue, Meaningful Thoughts That Don't Matter. When I first started in HR, I'd liken my experience to reading a copy of People magazine every day. I turn the page to find, you won't believe what so-and-so did. Side note, can we all agree that one of the most ridiculous and cringeworthy segments of People magazine is the stars are just like us bit, where they remind us little people that Hollywood celebs are in fact human beings and not the mechanical robots we often think they might be? They eat cereal with spoons. They pick up their dog's shit. They get clammy when the grocery checker asks if they have any plans this weekend. Digest enough People magazine, though, and you're begging for something with more substance. You're even willing to pick up one of those godforsaken mandatory reading choices from high school. I'll do anything for Charles Dickens, please. Sometimes I just need people to not need a human resource for one day, one moment. We like to joke on our team that we each have company ducklings, the people in the organization who utilize one person in HR as their personal concierge. Of course, sir, let me discuss our progressive discipline process and pick up your dry cleaning. 
you're watching a true crime documentary and you think you have everything figured out, just for the grizzly ex-cop to drop some fresh piece of evidence and your whole perspective shifts on who did it or what really happened? This is often the experience in HR. We must be masterful navigators of the thousand-piece puzzle that is employee relations. To know that there is always two sides, or even three or four sides to every story. It's a balancing act of investigation and empathy, and in many cases, making the hard calls. Sometimes it's not until the end of the day or the end of the week that I fully realize and process how much space I've been holding for the people I work with, how much I've been carrying with me, how many times I play over a conversation or a decision asking myself, did I do the right thing? And HR is so fast moving, like class four rapids rather than a gentle stream. It's on to the next case, on to the next issue before Dorothy can click her heels three times. I never know what kind of email or request I'll see next. One minute I'm advising someone on how to modify their 401k contribution, and the next I'm hearing about someone's cancer diagnosis. It's an environment propelled by emotional jujitsu. I must be prepared to quickly pivot between the mundane and the monumental. I often have to remind myself that it's okay to take a beat between these two very different situations, to feel things when I'm meant to feel things, to process the heaviness that I encounter, to not be afraid to connect with someone emotionally, and to also know when maybe I'm too close to something and need another perspective. HR is a combo of referee, social worker, cheerleader, bad cop, good cop, all dressed to impress. I've been spending some time recently seeking to find a healthy balance of caring, but not caring too much, and leading with empathy, but compartmentalizing some of it. Worrying that if I train myself to block out too many things at work, will I inadvertently do the same thing in my personal life with the people I care most about? And while a lot of my day is really hard, it's also rewarding. Over the years, I've realized that a big component of being in HR is holding space for a myriad of issues and certainly holding space for a few meltdowns along the way. This role is the perfect intersection of art and science, interpersonal skills and policy, doing the right thing while also referring to the employee handbook. I've experienced growing pains in this industry. And I'm at my most challenged when I'm forced to navigate the gray areas rather than the black and white. It's a powerful feeling when someone comes to me to share something vulnerable, either because they trust me or believe I have enough organizational influence to actually help them. Or maybe it's a combination. 
My best learning experiences happen when I trust my HR intuition while also putting my gut in check, pausing and reflecting not just on my feelings of what's happening, but on case studies and previous similar situations to draw more objective conclusions. I don't always get to make people happy, and this sucks. I hate having to be that person that sends that email, well, according to the handbook, but sometimes that's my job, and it's an important one. I've always been a rule follower, so this personality quirk often comes in handy. I'm also the oldest child, so setting a positive example is kind of what I do. I wonder what other factors in my past prepared me for a life in human resources. Interestingly, I didn't intentionally seek it out. My background is in training, and when I applied for a trainer job at my current workplace, I'm not even sure if I realized it was in the HR department. I sort of accidentally landed in a place that is also kind of perfect for me. I don't consider myself a natural collaborator. I like to work independently and wouldn't mind going days without professional interaction. But I don't have that choice. My role requires me to not only play ball with my other HR team members, but to be an advocate for all employees. I know so many names and so many faces, and for that, I'm humbled. One of the most fulfilling parts of my job is witnessing the employee life cycle, like seeing a tadpole graduate to a frog. I'm involved in recruitment, meaning for some new employees, I'm the first person they ever talk to. I then help facilitate their new hire onboarding experience and get to wish them well during their first few days on the job. This same employee may come to me later with a leave request to take care of an ailing parent or to bring in new life of their own. Maybe they have a question about where to find a reimbursement form on the company intranet, or maybe they need an immediate resource to support their mental health. It's a swell, a giant wave of possibilities. Yes, HR stands for human resources, but it could also be handsome robots or healthy reactors or humongous raspberries. The human piece of human resources is critical, and I'm grateful for a job where I can't leave my humanity at home. Each day, I'm forced to confront the murkiness that makes us humans, well, humans. And I also have to come face to face with any stuff I'm bringing with me into the workplace for better or worse. Every day is a splash of this and a dash of that. Just when I think I've been on this ride before, I've realized I've only just made my way from the merry-go-round to the bumper cars. I'm not even in line for the roller coaster yet. There's still so much for me to learn, to get wrong, to grow from, and to evolve into. And while I hope I'm not as hated as Toby, I 
also kind of don't mind. You need us and we need you. And remember, we know everything. Thank you for listening to This Is Not The Prologue. You were here, and now you have other things to do. See you in a few weeks. Take care out there.